Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Uh, once again, we're going to uh, begin at Hebrews 11. Amen. And probably going to 2 Chronicles chapter 9 after that. Praise the Lord. And then if we have time, we'll go to John chapter number 20. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, today we're going to talk about believing, although we have not seen. Believing, although we have not seen. Praise the Lord. And, you know, this is something that um, is we must grasp hold of because we've never seen God before, praise the Lord, but we are taught and by faith we believe that he actually exists, praise the Lord. And uh, we find stories in the Bible here, which are the examples we're going to get, where there were people who didn't believe something until they were able to lay their eyes on it, praise the Lord. And one of the most famous ones is Thomas, praise the Lord. Some people call him Doubting Thomas, praise the Lord, where he said, I won't believe until I see the hole in Jesus' hands and see the uh, thrust my hand into his side, that hole in his side, and I'm not going to believe until I do those things. And Jesus has some words for that. He said, Thomas, because you have seen and have believed, Blessed are they who have not seen, but believe. Praise the Lord. And that brings us here to our first scripture, Hebrews 11. says, now faith, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it says the evidence of the things that we don't see, right? What does the evidence mean? Evidence. Proof, right? Evidence is the proof. Praise the Lord. We find this a lot in the uh, court system. If you're going to blame somebody for a crime, praise the Lord, you have to have evidence that they committed the crime. Praise the Lord. And it has to be with uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. If there's any kind of reasonable doubt that the person didn't do it, praise the Lord, then they are taught that that person should be off the hook. It has to be beyond reasonable doubt, praise the Lord. And that system in itself is flawed in, in its own way, praise the Lord, as the truth may be the truth, but there may be a way to manipulate what's happening in order to convict somebody of something. So thank God we have a judge, praise the Lord, who's a righteous judge, and his name is Jesus, and thank God we trust and believe in him. Amen. And we have not seen him, but we believe. Praise the Lord. He goes on to say in verse 2, For by it, that means by faith, by it, the it is talking about faith, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. We understand this, right? The, the things that we, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We understand that we never seen God. We didn't see the creation that God had did, praise the Lord. 
But by faith, we believe that he created the world by his words. He spoke them into existence. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then he says, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Verse four, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Verse 5 and 6. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. Praise the Lord. See, Enoch never died. Enoch, God caught him away. Amen. He never saw death. Praise the Lord. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. And that's important. Without faith, it is impossible. That means it can't be done. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Praise the Lord. So if you don't have faith, how are you going to please God? How are you going to please God unless you have faith? Praise the Lord. So faith is important. and But when you have faith, you don't have to see every little thing. Praise the Lord. The Bible says this. We walk by faith and not by what? sight you don't have to see everything your eyes will even deceive you praise the lord you got to have faith don't walk with god off of the off of the things you see if they if you have a testimony that jesus lived and you have testimonies and this word tells us that he lived you should believe that he lived instead of being like thomas praise the lord go to john chapter 20 Instead of being like Thomas, who wouldn't believe that they saw the Lord and wouldn't believe that he was risen, amen, unless he saw something and unless he touched it, praise the Lord. And a lot of people out here in the world today are just like that. They don't want to believe in God because they think that he don't exist because they've never seen him before. He's not tangible to them, praise the Lord. But that's the thing about faith. You don't see it, but you believe it. Praise the Lord. There's a song we sing that says, I can't see the Lord, but I feel him. Oh, I can't see the Lord, but I feel him. I feel him way down, way down in my soul and my soul and my soul praise the lord forgive the voice i know i'm the best singer but we can't see the lord but you know what we can feel him <laughs> praise the lord praise the lord to you brother i see you there amen hey, praise the lord so we have to understand that walking with god takes faith and when you walk with him by faith you don't see everything but you move by faith See, what happened with uh, Peter when the storm was had come? When the storm came, when they were on the ship and they saw Jesus walking on the water 
and they thought it was a ghost. Praise the Lord. They thought it was a ghost. And Jesus said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come out on the water. Jesus said, come. I believe it was the book of Matthew. Jesus said, come. Peter stepped out of the boat, praise the Lord, and started walking on water. He stepped out of the boat and started walking on water. He was focused on Jesus. He didn't start to sink until the Bible tells us that he saw how the wind was falling, the rain was falling. He saw, praise the Lord, the boisterous storm, praise the Lord. And then he began to sink. Then he prayed the quickest prayer he could get out of his mouth. Lord, save me. <laughs> save me, Lord. The Bible says immediately Jesus reached down and picked him up. Amen. And then they got back on the boat. Praise the Lord. What's the point of me telling that story? The whole time Peter was focused on making a connection and trying to trust God. He was trying to trust God. He was able to walk on water by faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. Notice he said, bid me to come out on the water. He didn't say bid me to come out and, and, and swim in the water. But Peter said, bid me to come out on the water. That's exactly what he was asking. You walking on water, let me walk too. And all we focus on a lot of times is Jesus walking on water. Praise the Lord. But we got to understand, Peter walked on water also. And when he walked on water, he was actually walking by faith. Praise the Lord. And then when he started looking, he saw something with his eyes. Praise the Lord. He began to sink and needed God to rescue him. When you start to lose faith, say, Lord, save me. You need him to rescue you. Praise the Lord. Lord, save me. You start to lose a little bit of faith. You start to doubt God in any kind of way. Lord, save me. Praise the Lord. Rescue me. That's what saved me, to rescue. When you say that you saved, you filled with the Holy Ghost and you saved, that means you are secure, you're rescued. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we have to believe in God without seeing him. Praise the Lord. Sight gets a lot of people in trouble. They're trying to walk with God, but they want to see things happen first. How about you just keep walking by faith and trust that God's going to open the door. Praise the Lord. John chapter 20, verse 24. Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. Thomas, we've seen the Lord. See, remember, Jesus had died. They put him in the sepulchre, the tomb, the grave. And Jesus rose on the third day. Now, Jesus came and showed himself to the disciples. He walking around, had a hole in his hand, no heart beating, praise the Lord, no blood gushing out of him, had still had the hole in his side, and he showed himself to his disciples. But Thomas wasn't with them when he showed himself to the disciples. Thomas wasn't there, but the rest of them were. So they come and said, uh, verse 25, the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he, Thomas, said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, 
and put my finger into the print of the nails. I don't want to just see the print of the nails. I want to stick my finger all up in it. Praise the Lord. And thrust my hand into his side. I don't want to just see his side. I want to stick my hand in his side. Praise the Lord. He said, I will not believe. Unless I do those things, I'm not going to believe. What he want to do? He wanted to see, right? Verse 26. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within. And Thomas with them. Thomas with them this time. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, amen, and behold my hands. Now look, nobody told Jesus that Thomas said this. He already knew what Thomas had said. He was God Almighty. He already knew what he said. Jesus was eight days away. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he was eight days away. Thomas had said this, and then eight days later, Jesus walked in there. Praise the Lord. And show himself again. Some people may want Jesus to show him the next day or two days from now. Why wait eight days, Jesus? Why are you waiting eight days to do it again? We don't know why, but praise the Lord. Eight days. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and he told him, peace be unto you. He looked right over at Thomas and said, reach hither, verse 27, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but what? Believing. Don't be faithless, but believing. Verse 28. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Praise the Lord. Not only are you my Lord, but you are my God. Hallelujah. Amen. This is God walking in the flesh. There's no blood in the body. This is just the spirit picked that body right back up and walking around with no blood in it. Amen. Verse 29. Jesus said unto him, John chapter 20 and verse 29. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed. Because thou hast seen, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, but yet have believed and many other signs truly did jesus in the presence of his disciples which were not written in this book but these are written that ye might believe that jesus is the who the christ the son of god and that believing ye might have life through his name that's why these things are written that's why these things are written about jesus and the things that he did was that we might believe in him. Praise the Lord. You don't have to see everything, but believe it. Praise the Lord. Let's get one more scripture here. Go to uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 9. Amen. Verse number 1. This has nothing to do with believing in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Praise the Lord. But this goes right along with someone who don't believe something unless they see it. Praise the Lord. Although you may have testimonies from many about something, 
they still won't believe it. Although many may testify about it, they won't believe it unless they see it for themselves. Praise the Lord. And that's what we have here with, um, with Jesus. A lot of people don't believe in Jesus because they don't, they, they say, well, uh, a man wrote the Bible, a man wrote the book, and they use that as an excuse to not believe what the word says about Jesus Christ. But those people, although they have the Bible, which tells so many testimonies and so many witnesses about Jesus Christ, they won't believe unless they finally see for themselves. Praise the Lord. Second uh, uh, Chronicles chapter nine, verses one through six. And Lord willing, we'll close with this scripture here. Second Chronicles chapter nine, verse one through six. Amen. When you have that, say amen. Amen. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem. With a very great company and camels that bear spices and gold in abundance and precious stones. And when he was, and when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. Verse 2, 2 Chronicles chapter 9 and verse 2. And Solomon told her all her questions. And there was nothing hid from Solomon which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon and the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel, his cupbearers also, and their apparel, and his ancient by which he, and his, uh, his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. She was shocked. Her mind was blown. She didn't just look at the things he had, he had, but she also looked at his servants, his ministers, his cupbearers, and even all the way down to the details of their clothes. Praise the Lord. Her mind was blown. I mean, she was amazed. Her eyes had never laid hold of anything so significant. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse five. And she said to the king, it was a true report, which I heard in my own land, of thine acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not their words. She what? Believed not their words. Until I came and my eyes had seen it. She wouldn't believe it unless she saw it for herself. She was so amazed at the things that Solomon had and the wisdom that he, she had heard about. Praise the Lord. And she said, I got to go down there and see it for myself or I'm not going to believe it. Praise the Lord. Sound familiar, right? Just like Thomas. Thomas would not believe at the amazement that the disciples had seen Jesus after he had risen from the grave, unless he had seen something. 
Praise the Lord. When God bless you, it'll amaze people. And some people won't believe the blessings that God bless you with unless they see it for themselves. Praise the Lord. Verse 6, Howbeit I believed not their words until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me, for thou exceedest the fame that I heard. See that? Praise the Lord. See that? She had people spy coming by to, to check out what was going on at Solomon's place. They were reporting back to Queens of Sheba of the wisdom and of the things that Solomon had. And when she laid her eyes on it, it was, they told a great story. But when she laid her eyes upon it herself, she said, my goodness, one half of what was told of me. Had, uh, it said the half, the one half of your great wisdom, uh, it wasn't even told of me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Believing. She had witnesses. She had witnesses, amen, to tell her about Solomon's uh, wisdom and his greatness. Praise the Lord. And how his God had blessed him, but she didn't believe it unless she saw it of herself. Praise the Lord. So I want to get this story as well to go along with John chapter 20. And to go along with Hebrews chapter 11, praise the Lord, and understand that if we don't have faith, we cannot please God. It all comes down to faith, praise the Lord, believing in what you have not seen, praise the Lord. There's a scripture that comes to mind where Jesus said, how can you hate your brother in whom you see every day, but then you say you love God? and whom you have never seen. There's a lot of people who love God and never seen him. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and I believe it was the book of John where John puts that right out there in front of us. It's like, man, how do you hate your brother? You've never seen God, but you have faith enough to believe in him. You have faith enough to love him. You have faith enough to get baptized in his name. You have faith enough to live holy and righteous because you believe that he's watching you. Praise the Lord. That's good. That's good that you have that faith. Love your brother also. Praise the Lord. Love your brother who you see every day. Love your brothers and sisters also. Praise the Lord. Amen. So have faith. It is okay to believe and have not seen. I have, we're going to close with this. I met this guy one time. He was a homeless man pushing a basket full of items down the street and we was on our way to church and I was running late for church we was on 35th Prospect I was running late for church um, a little bit and I'm like you know what someone was just on me it's like man turn around and go invite that guy to service I'm like man I got to go and someone said turn around and invite that guy to church I whipped my car around got out the car ran across the street and said hey man I'm Pastor Brandon I wanted to just invite you to our worship services and the man looked at me and said I don't believe in God. I believe in science. I said, oh, why you believe in science? I said, why don't you believe in God? You know, did, did something happen? Did you receive some kind of knowledge that, how'd you get to this point? Amen, the way you just believe in science. And he looked at me and said, 
tell me something. He said, how can God exist when cancer was on the scene killing people before God even came on the scene? He said, cancer was killing people before God came on the scene. So how can God exist? I looked at the brother and said, well, that's incorrect because God created man. So if God created man, how can man be dying from cancer before God came on the scene when man wouldn't even be here unless God put him here? And he went on and on. And I said, you know what? I said, he said, you ain't got no proof that God exists. I said, I do got proof. I got proof that God exists. He said, prove it. I looked at the man and I said, I pointed as if I was trying to tell him to look out somewhere. I said, my faith is my proof. My faith is my proof. I don't have to prove to you that God exists. You the one that have to have faith and you be convinced that God exists. Because Hebrews 11 and one says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence, it's the proof of the things not seen. Praise the Lord. It's the evidence of the things that you don't see. And that's individually. Faith is an individual thing. Praise the Lord. So I'm convinced that faith, that God exists, and it's through faith. My proof is my faith. I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. You need to be convinced for yourself. Amen. Believe in Jesus Christ. And if you want to be saved, the Bible says repent in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is the way of salvation. If somebody's teaching you something other than Acts chapter 2, and verse 38, as the plan of salvation, in order to get into heaven, in order to be saved, if they're teaching anything other than Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, they are lying to you. Praise the Lord. Obey Acts 2.38 for salvation. Repent. That means to turn from your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's going to wash away your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that gives you power over sin. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.